This Sunday being the Resurrection Sunday, I'm speaking about Christ's resurrection, our new life. Christ's resurrection, our new life. You have received a new life. You remember when Jesus came, we say this, I have come, in fact he says, the thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you may have what? Life, and not just life, God kind of life, and have it more abundantly. That's the plan of God, that's the plan of redemption. And so Christ's resurrection is our new life. We are new creations. God has made it possible through the resurrection of his son for us to have a God kind of life. And we call it, the Bible calls it actually eternal life. Eternal life is not, is not just being long life, everlasting life, but also it talks about quality of life. You can have a long life, but beaten, smitten, Defeated, poor, bent. And that was never plan of redemption. The plan of redemption is not only having the long life, but also the quality of that life. What is that? Prosperity. What is that? Sound mind. What is that? Wealth. What is that? Being a blessing to others. What is that? Increasing. What is that? Seeing the blessing of God upon your great-great-grandchildren. Serving the Lord. Amen. What do you think about this? The children that are here. Singing and worshiping and honoring the Lord. Isn't that wonderful for the parents to see their children are laying hold of the word of faith? And to see like Eric doing tithes and offerings. I mean, I've been in this church for many years and knowing how you're small in children's church and how he has more beard than I and more than that. He can speak the word of faith and, 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 and see that it's not just things that he has read, but speaking out of revelation. That's very important, church. That's why I love church family. It's my family. This is my eternal family, church family. Let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Seems like today I'm reading all the scriptures from the Passion Translation. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I really do encourage you, children, get something. Even if it's one word, get it. Amen? Adults, so, even so, youth, everyone, get something. I, I don't want us to go through a season. And we, you know, just, oh yeah, Christ is risen and all that. And then we have no revelation. Listen, his resurrection ought to revolutionize our lives completely. That we live different. But it takes our hearing, contemplating, understanding the, the functioning of the kingdom of God for us to be able to walk in victory. And look at this in uh, Colossians chapter 3. From the Passion Translation says this, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. 
We can stop the service right there and you go and meditate the whole afternoon. Christ's resurrection, say Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. Wow. That's deep. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection too. And then he says this, this is why we are to yearn and I is giving a reason. The, his resurrection is our resurrection. And this is why, because of this, why we are to yearn for all that is above. For that's where Christ is enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. In other words, when we acknowledge that his resurrection is our resurrection, we are to yearn for all that is above. I'm telling you, you won't find sickness above. You won't find disease. You won't find lack above. You find abundance. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, it says, We have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. There is nothing that has been left out in our redemption. Our redemption is full, it's a full package that we ought to receive by faith. Christ's res resurrection is our resurrection too. That's why we need to yearn uh, uh, above, yearn for all that is above. And then he goes on to say in verse 2, Yes, feast on all the treasures of heavenly realm. I'm going to show you something there. And fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. The natural realm is destructive. That's why we are supposed to fill our thoughts with the heavenly realities. What are heavenly realities? Listen, there's no sick person in heaven. There's no weak person in heaven. Heavenly realities is the presence of God, all that God is. And we have been brought into that redemption. If you want, I think I'm going ahead of myself, but if you want to experience the resurrection power of God on a daily basis, you have to set your mind on God's word. Constantly, continuously, you set your mind on God's word. What is happening? Your mind is being renewed. Lack of renewing of the mind is a limitation to what redemption has brought us. I'll say it again. Lack of renewing of the mind is a limitation to what redemption has brought us. In other words, all what Christ did for us is available but the unrenewed mind keeps us out of that reality. But let's look at the other side of the coin. With the renewing of our minds, we are opening ourselves up to the realities of our redemption. That's why we renew our minds that he himself bore our sins in our own body by whose stripes we were healed. 
We renew our minds over and over again. We speak to our minds. We speak, we make those confessions. What is happening? The resurrection power is affecting our way of thinking that we are not limited by what is happening in the natural realm. Amen? You know, it's becoming too hot over here. Brother Francis, help me. The anointing is not in the blazer. It's in me. Thank you. So you see, it becomes, the unrenewed mind becomes, let me use a bad English language, a limiter. It limits you. It limits me from the realities of resurrection. So someone can have a mental, you know, a, a mental ascent or agree, yeah, oh yeah, Christ was raised from the dead. But how is that affecting my life? How is that changing my life? If I want to experience what is done for me, then I have to agree with the word of God and fill my thoughts with heavenly realities. What are heavenly realities? What the word of God says. In fact, in Psalm 119, verse 89, he says, the word of God is forever settled in heaven. So I meditate on that. It becomes part of my life. Of I meditate on the reality of heaven. Now, you realize this, the natural realm is destructive. So many distractions all around. But if you want, and the distractions actually want to take our attention from the realities of resurrection life. It's life. It's life. Listen to this. Resurrection life is an overcoming life. It's not like we don't face challenges. We face challenges. You may think like I don't face challenges. I face challenges on a daily basis. But listen to this. If we understand what he has done for us, that gives us confidence to deal with the enemy through the power of the Holy Spirit and through the word of God. Now look at this. This next one says this. You are crucifixion with Christ. So you are crucified with Christ. Say, I was crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. Wow. I'm hidden. Oh, there are fuel prices, they are going high and high prices. I'm hidden. I'm a tither. I've been raised with Christ. I fill my thoughts with heavenly thoughts. There is no inflation in heaven. Am I alone here? I fill my thoughts with heavenly thoughts. There is no inflation in heaven. There is no lack of fuel in heaven. In fact, they don't need it. <laughs> That's wonderful. Just think about talking that way. And many times when you talk that way, people tell you, And then you sing a song. Yeah. What? He says, I found a place that I can anchor my faith on. I found a place. Listen to this. I found a place of rest. Why? Because I've accepted that his resurrection became my resurrection. In fact, 
if it were not for my sin, he could not have been crucified. But it's because of my sin that he was crucified, and therefore it's because of my sin that he was raised from the dead that I may live a victorious life. His crucifixion, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life, and now your true life is hidden away in God in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who, who he really is, who you really are will also be revealed, for you are now one with him in his glory. In other words, what you have seen about me is not fully manifested yet. You are about to see a glorious son of God. That, listen this, his resurrection puts you and I in a place of this. My future in God is bright. There are no dull days ahead. There are no, listen to this, there are no dull days ahead. That in the book written by God, there is no, no cancer in your future. There is no lack in your future. There is no failure in your future. Why? He's redeemed us from the curse. All what, All what we can experience is good news throughout our lives. Let me read this scripture over here. Uh, what I've just said concerning your future. Go to Proverbs, <clears throat> Proverbs chapter 4, verse 17, but I'm reading it from the message translation. Proverbs 4, verse 17, <clears throat> should be verse, verse 18, actually. Look at this. The ways of right-living people glow with light. The longer they live, let me hear you children reading that scripture. The longer they live, the longer they live, the brighter they shine. The people who fear getting old, not me. In fact, if you ask me, uh, if you ask me, so how old are you? I'm turning 15 January. I always go ahead of myself. How old are you? I'm turning 15 January. Uh, we, had, we had some uh, a memorial service of my, uh, uh, my cousin's dad some, some weeks ago, I think about one and a half weeks ago. And then I met one of the nephews that I saw him when he was a small, small boy. So we are talking and talking, and he was told who I was by another nephew. And then I, we talked, and I told, I told him, actually, I am turning 50 in January. And he looked at me and said, what? What? You look so young. I said, yeah, because you have beard, but yours is, is black. Mine is white. He said, you look so young. Oh, my goodness, you look young. And then he was telling the, my other nephew that this is our role model. I say, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm turning 50 in January. And I'm excited. But many people, they don't want to grow up. The ways of right living people. Are you still here or you left? The ways of right living people. So what you do need to pursue is what? To live right. To live in that righteousness of God. Right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. So you have not seen anything yet. 
You are about to see the manifestation of the people of God because our future is brighter. Oh, that is enough, I'm telling you, for to stir you up to go back and become at least two inches long, taller. And you're just ready for next year. You're ready for the next month. That's what resurrection has made possible for us to experience the law's goodness. Now, setting our minds on God's word is such a key to walk in the resurrection life of Christ, as I've said that. This renews our minds, and listen to this, and lifts us to the place of Christ's authority and power. No matter what we face in this life, why is that so? Remember, he was raised up. The Bible says in Romans chapter 6 verse 4, he was raised up by the glory of the Father. So having been raised up by the glory of the Father, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of glory. So having been raised up by the glory of the Father, this is what happens. We experience resurrection life we have stepped into the glorious moments with God or in God. That if you realize that about resurrection, I'm talking about life. I'm talking about what resurrection life has brought, has brought us new life. In other words, the, if we understand and we receive revelation of our redemption and that Christ has been raised from the dead, I'm about to tell you something. You will not live an ordinary life. You will not live an ordinary life. The ordinary life we once lived is when we were still sinners. There is a miraculous one living in you. His name is Jesus. Hey. Don't accept to live an ordinary life, church. Do you know how to change it? You get the word of God inside of you, and you know how to change it? You speak different. You speak different. People say, oh, this government is killing us. Not me. Not me. I pray for the president. You see what I'm saying? Don't accept that. And that's why he always encourage you, don't put status on WhatsApp that is killing and has no faith. Put faith. Put faith. And you'll have more, few people, unfortunately, viewing it. <laughs> have you noticed that? You know, like I tell, I tell uh, Andrew Fuller mostly and puts uh, scriptures. That, that's all what he does. Do you have many people viewing your status, Andrew? Yeah, he's, he's saying no. Because people want something funny. <laughs> like this one I saw funny. It was funny. I laughed. Of a certain man who kept saying password. 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 I mean, uh, that, unless you see it, I'm not trying to imitate him. But it was funny. Go look around and find something on password. <laughs> it was trending yesterday. I mean, tell you something. But if you put scriptures, few people will look at them. 
But that's your faith. Listen, you are sowing the word. You are expecting the word to bring forth results. So then, Christ's resurrection made it possible for us not only to be born again, but also to walk in total victory, listen to this, over the flesh, over the devil, and over the world. Christ's resurrection made it possible for us to walk in victory over the flesh, over the devil, and over the world. Church, his redemption, his resurrection, actually, is our freedom from any kind of addiction. Don't, you know, addiction is accepting that thing that has addic- you're addicted to to become your Lord. And actually it becomes, it is what is called idolatry. We are free from every kind of addiction. So look at this. You may have had addiction for, for, for years and years. That's freedom right there. He's redeemed us. He's given us life. His life broke the curse. Christ's resurrection made it possible to do that. His resurrection has become our new life. Actually, what the Bible calls it, the King James calls it, the newness of life. I have a new life. Why is that so? Because Christ was raised from the dead. I have a new life. Amen? That changed my status. That changed your status. And if you are not born again, this is a day for your status to be changed. Because of Christ's resurrection. Let's read Romans chapter 6, 4 to 5 from the Passion Translation. Children, are you here? Good, thank you. I, can, I had some few of you. Children, are you here? Thank you. We are talking about Christ's resurrection. It's your life. And do you know what is going to happen, children? You're going to grow up and enjoy life. Because Jesus is in you. Your life becomes better and better and better. Amen? Until teachers in school, they say, your life is so different. Tell them, because of Jesus. Because he came into my life. Say, children, my life. Say it like you have some energy. My life will be better and better and better because of Christ's resurrection. And he lives in me. Amen. Hallelujah. That's him. He dwells in us. Children's church teachers, uh, uh, don't please take me to children's church because I'm doing so well teaching the children, okay? I'm called here. <laughs> uh, Romans 6, verse 4 says, Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we are co-buried with him and entombed with him. Listen to this. So that when the Father's glory, you see that? When the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we are also raised with him. And you still kept quiet. When the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we are also raised with him. Wow. Hallelujah. That's the living word of God. Look at this. We have been co-resurrected with him. You're still seated. 
we have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered, listen to this, to walk in the freshness of new life. Hallelujah. You're still seated and scratching your head or you're getting excited. Oh, let me read it again. Maybe this side, this is praise. You see them with their bow ties and, 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 you know, the way they look. They look so wonderful. Well, isn't this? Sharing in his death by our baptism means that we are co-buried and entombed with him. In other words, when he was crucified, when he was put in the, in the tomb, we were with him so that we were in him, so that when the Father's glory raised Christ from the dead, we were also raised with him. Hallelujah. And that's not it. That's not all. We have been co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered. In other words, resurrection life is an empowered life. We are that we, we are resurrected, co-resurrected with him so that we could be empowered to walk. Not in addictions, not in defeat, not in failure. We have been empowered to walk in the freshness of new life. Oh, you ought to give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Praise be to God. That's who he is in our lives. It's not a life of defeat. It's a life of victory. Resurrection imparts into us a new life. Not the sin nature that we are born with, but the life of God that we are born, listen to this, but the life of God that we are born into as new creations. We were born into God's life as new creations. God is the one who gives us new birth. God is the one who gives us new birth. I can say this. We received God's own DNA. He's the one who gave us new birth as newborn believers filled with the life of Christ. The resurrection of his son from the dead has made this possible for us to receive eternal life, which is the life of God himself. That's what eternal life is. The life of God himself in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 